Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. I see Is there a delay now? Oh, good. I seem fun. The Diary of Jen Kirkman podcast episode 225 coming at you. I was just trying to record for like five minutes and there was a delay. It was making me insane. And I kept thinking, oh, maybe I could, I might be able to get through this with a delay. No fucking way. What was I thinking? So I unplugged it and plugged it back in. Oh, I don't know. I probably have lung cancer. I don't know what's happening. I don't have my cold anymore, but when I breathe in, there's that kind of airy, fairy feeling that makes me want to go, (coughs) that kind of thing. It almost feels like I have a little water at the base of my gullet right here, but I think that's acid reflux. But see, I'm always fooled by it because I've been sticking to my acidic free diet mostly, but not really. I guess it's one of those things where like I had it and again, it's silent. You don't feel it. It's called, um, LDR or something. It's not heartburn. Um, it is acidity coming up and it feels like you have, I don't know, but I've been using my inhaler a lot. Like there's just, I'm aware that I'm breathing and it feels uncomfortable. Maybe it's just the last of this cold, but that would mean it's three weeks now. Like, I don't know. I'm used to feeling like 100% healthy. But when I get back to LA, I'm seeing my ear, nose, and throat doctor for more uh, vocal cord to check on them. So I'll tell him, can you check for some cancer in there while you're at it? The child upstairs is running. I mean, it's so loud that I'm like, Can you hear that? I think there's two kids up there and they're chasing each other. But first of all, nobody with an upstairs apartment ever considers the people below. And they own this place. So they could live, oh, I assume down here is smaller because it's a one bedroom. But it's like, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know what my point is. I really don't. I This is how I feel. How I feel is that, I forgot what I was saying. I forgot what I was saying. It's just a lot. It's a lot of noise when you don't have a kid. Or even if you do have a kid, you want to hear other people's kids. But I always think like, oh, this is what I was going to say. Like, even though, look, look, I know what time it is, <laughs> literally and figuratively, but it is almost seven o'clock. They're like, let him run around and tire himself out. And I will say about this kid, this kid sleeps 12 hours. Like it's 7.30 to 7.30, which is great. There's no running around the middle of the night, but I'm just wondering, like my, my parents were not fans of if I ran up and down all through the house and they'd be like, no running. So like, why are parents allowing kids to run? 
because he's been running for four hours. Like you got to stop. You got to have a depressed kid. If you're going to have a kid get genetically tested to find out if they're going to be depressed. Can we do that now? And if they're not, give them up for adoption. If you don't want to um, terminate the pregnancy, this is the worst episode so far. It's actually the best if you're a fan of the show. It's not a good one to like start someone on who's like, I love her from television. It's like, well, I'm not on TV right now, but okay, listen, this is what it is. I'm fucking just talking off the top of my head. Did I tell you guys that I got that genetic testing done? I got the BRCA gene test and um, it came back negative, but it's not like a true negative until my sister that had breast cancer gets her test. And But even if she's also, I don't know. I don't know what the point is. If she's negative, it begs the question, like, why'd she have cancer then? Which means like we both could have a mutated gene that they can't test for yet. So, but it's not like, so get a, get a hysterectomy and get a mastectomy. It's not... It's not as, it's not quite the same as testing positive. It's sort of like, you know, higher risk I am because of family things and other issues I have. So I get screenings twice a year now. But my whole point is going to the genetic testing place. Did I talk about this? The woman was such a freak. Like, first of all, I went for like a, my gynecologist was like, oh, make an appointment with genetic testing. So I make an appointment, I go and I'm thinking like, okay, take my blood. Here we go. And she's like, okay, we have to answer some questions. It was like an hour of questioning. Like Robert Mueller has questioned people for less time than I. She's like, now let's fill out an entire family chart. Your cousin's oldest daughter. Do you think she has um, dense breasts? I'm like, the fuck do I know? Like she was asking (coughs) such detailed questions about everyone in my family. I'm like, maybe you should have told me this before I had the appointment so I could like find out like which breast did your grandmother have breast cancer. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Not that I couldn't ask my dad that question, but it's just not something that they offered up. Like, it's just like Nana has breast cancer. Like, how is Nana? She beat, she beat it. She's fine. Oh, great. Like, I mean, maybe at one point I knew like 20 years ago when she had it, but this is not information that's swirling around in my head, you know? And she's like, "Mm, not very close with your family. I'm like, well, in a way I am. But but not probably compared to other people. I'm like, I live in California. They all live in Massachusetts. And she's like, 50 people live in Massachusetts and you're the only one in California? I'm like, yeah. She's like, why do you think that is? I'm like, I'm the only one in show business? Like, it's not like that weird. I'm like, also like, I don't know, the black sheep moves away. You never heard of that? Like, I wanted something different. Mm. I'm like, what, what is this? Who is friends with their cousin's adult children? I don't even know anyone's names. Great story. Um, I don't even know what I have prepared for this week. I would like to welcome our sponsors for this week's episode. As always, our friends at Talkspace. Uh, we also are sponsored this week by RX Bar and a new sponsor, Mod Cloth. I wore one of their dresses today. Oh my God. I can't wait to tell you about them. Okay. Let's do some business. Um, as you know, I'm constantly under siege by paid Russian trolls. You can believe me, uh, if you, if you choose not to believe me, you would be incorrect. This is not an opinion. It's a fact. I have, um, law enforcement involved with it. So they tell me what they see and it is absolutely, uh, people getting paid to do this. Some of them do work in America. The issue is not over it. Robert Mueller indicted, uh, he basically made an indictment public, not because he thought he was going to actually catch anybody, but because he was trying to let people know this is a real thing. So when people that colluded with them start getting nabbed, you're not like, what? He's setting the tone that this is a real thing. You can believe, if you choose not to believe me, it's, you're choosing your own ignorance and God bless you. Um, anyway, but I get under siege by things. And so it's really important if you uh, want to go to my Amazon, uh, look up my books, give them a good review, give them five stars, go to iTunes, give this show a review, give it five stars and write, um, write, um, uh, I don't know what, what, I don't want to have you write anything I've said so far on the show because it's all been so offensive. Um, 
why don't you write, uh, this show is offensive and give it five stars. Okay. You can go to my specials on Netflix, just keep living and I'm going to die alone and I feel fine. And you can, is it thumbs up now instead of, um, stars, give it a thumbs up, give it as many thumbs up as you can. If you have anything to say to me, well, not really, not anything, but if it's pertaining to the show, um, email, I fun at gmail.com. I am part of the all things comedy network. There's so many awesome podcasts on there. People always ask me what podcast should I listen to? And I think it's a weird question because I don't know what you want to listen to. I don't know your life. So I would go to allthingscomedy.com and then that way you can look at, it's at least, it's a podcasting company that is made up of comedians. Um, Wow, we have someone very angry. Remember the... Okay, this is really funny. Um, oh, God. Don't ask me for career advice, anybody. My career is a shit show. Um, all right, let's start with this. My sister needed some kindred spirits who... She needs to know if you guys can, you know, offer her some solace in her grocery store woes of she asks them to pack the bags a certain way, they don't do it. Jen, I share your sister's woes. Every time I go to the grocery store, I bring those eco-friendly, reusable grocery bags. Quit bragging. Because, you know, the earth is dying and sea turtles choke on the plastic ones and shit. I'm just trying to do my part. Oh, honey, do it because the sea turtles will choke on the plastic. But if you actually think we can reverse what's been done, you crazy... Um, but I bring my eco-friendly bags too, because honestly, you can carry a lot more in them anyway. So every time I get to the register, I grab my bags and I place them in the bagging area. Sometimes when I'm feeling super helpful, I'll even open one. My mistake is thinking that the bright green bag open in front of the bag person would effectively communicate that I do not want plastic bags. Oh, I know. They wrap it in plastic. So they're like, no, let's keep it cold or it might drip. It's like, you're going to drip in this then. Because every time without asking, the bag person starts to bag my groceries into the plastic bags. And then I sound like the highly entitled prick millennial that I totally am, asking the bag person to undo their work and do it the way I want it. But who looks at a pile of reusable bags on the counter in front of the food you have to bag and say, she probably wants all this in dolphin murder sex? Yours truly, Hannah. I hear you. All right, see, sister, there you go. Um... Well, there's a lot of controversy about the letter that I read last week on I Seem Fun. The woman who had her life changed by a yoga teacher wrote to her on Facebook and the woman did not write back. And then my friend who was drunk, um, who runs the meditation studio, he got on stage and he had his own agenda. And, And I was laughing at how ridiculous he was being. Now, the woman who wrote the letter is very angry at him. And I almost don't want to read the letter because I don't want my friend who owns the meditation studio to um, lose business because he's fantastic. (laughs) She says, why on earth was he so convinced that he knew the yoga teacher that was referenced in the email? Because he was drunk. You know, people, this is a perfect lesson because he was drunk and people have their own shit that is playing through their head. I talked to him about it after he, he, I don't know why he assumed that, but he was like, it's this woman. He told me your name. He's like, she's done this to a lot of people. Like, I don't know. We all come to the table trying to listen with our own shit. And a lot of times when someone talks to us, even if it's not asking for advice, they're just talking, we filter it through our own shit. And it sucks. And that's where arguments start. And you're like, how did this even happen? Like, that's what it is. So I feel like our friend here um, who got the advice where, you know, my friend was on your side, by the way. He just thought the yoga teacher was someone he knew. I, I Again, I don't know why. I, I chalk it up to being human, drunk, and that's sometimes your issues come forward when your brain isn't working. Um, she says, the events... Of 15 years ago, 
took place in Sydney, Australia. I now live in the UK. Your friend does not know me, nor does he know the Australian yoga teacher in question. It's clear to me that he heard five words, yoga teacher, Facebook, no reply. This means either he has hearing problems, he didn't bother to listen when you were reading, or he did listen, but he was unable to understand the contents of the email because he is stupid. I don't think it's any of that. I think it's just people bring their own shit to the table when they listen. And again, being very, very drunk is just... Uh, people go, that's not an excuse. It's like, no, but it's an absolute, you're not supposed to drive or operate heavy machinery when you're drunk. So what else shouldn't you do? Maybe try to comprehensively listen to something and give advice. Oh, well, what, what's, what's, what makes you do that then? Oh, cause then also when you drink, you lose your inhibition and your friend is on stage and you think it'd be fun to jump up there. Like, I think we can forgive. I did find it odd. And I told him he was being weird, but I don't think we have to get so mad, but she says, uh, Jen, I want to thank you for the sensitive, compassionate and wise answer you gave me. Thanks everybody. The stuff you said about people not trusting themselves to be able to set a boundary, I think was very accurate. Of course you're right that if we know someone helped us, it's not necessary that they know. I think your advice is usually very insightful. I was thrilled you used my letter. I wish, I just wish I could have heard more of you giving me advice. Uh, and less of his off-topic, time-wasting, bizarre nonsense. Well, you know what? My good friend um, in Australia who wrote this to me, not my good friend, like I don't know you personally, but you're an Iceem funner, so you're my good friend. Um, While it may not have answered the advice you wanted, well, it it sounds like you got something something out of what I said. Uh, So while you didn't get a second opinion that you valued, two opinions, uh, it did provide for entertainment for my podcast, and that is... Part of the deal when when people email in, um, I am not exploiting, but it is also an entertainment podcast meant to, I think, bring people together and make us all feel like we're not alone. I mean, that's my ultimate goal. I don't like making fun of people, but it is also entertainment, right? I'm not a doctor. I'm not a whatever. So you're, so him being drunk and responding the way he did, which I, again, you can hear me going, what are you talking about? And then you getting upset, like this is kind of part of the entertainment aspect of what happens when we tell our deepest, darkest things to a podcaster, they read it and they have an idea. Oh, maybe an audience member would have some insight too. I try to make it interactive. So, (laughs) so I apologize. So, um, but Someone, you are in luck, our, our, our lady who wrote in, um, a listener has an alternate take on the yoga teacher on Facebook who blew you off and I will read her take and maybe this will be helpful and make you less like what the fuck is happening. So, um, Jen, I braved the bomb, bombogenesis, just learned the word this week, looking forward to using it every chance I get bombogenesis to come see the live taping at the bell house. You were great. And all the things you, you talk like a real hip hep cat. You know that? Um, I wanted to respond to the listener about Facebook and the yoga teacher. I started to respond from the audience, but I didn't want to be that asshole in the audience who keeps yelling out. Thank you. Here's my take. A. If indeed the yoga teacher read the message and was like, yeah, bitch, that's right. I changed your life. Now fuck off and actively chose not to respond. Then sure, that's super whack and a jerk move. However, we don't know that. We actually don't know anything about her or him or what might be going on in their world. Maybe a relative just died or they're in the midst of grieving the heartbreak of a failed relationship. Or maybe they've dipped into a deep depression and they saw that Facebook message and were like, wow. That's the first thing to make me smile in three weeks. I'll write this person back tonight. But tonight turned into tomorrow, turned into next week, turned into oops, totally forgetting to respond. B, it doesn't even matter what's going on with the teacher because really sounds like the listener was asking about herself, what she should do about how she was feeling. I'd say it could help her to examine her intentions in sending the Facebook message in the first place. Oh, that is one of my favorite things to do. Not just about this situation, but whenever I have, that's why I would say get out of result, right? Like whenever I get disappointed in something, I'm like, 
Well, it must have had an intention. Like sometimes you have a secret wish, a secret intention. Like if I do this, they'll do that. And then I'll feel this way and everything will be wrapped up, you know? So we always, I think we always move through life with those intentions. And sometimes we don't know we're doing it. Again, that's actors going, what's my motivation? What's my character really trying to get at in this scene? I mean, that's what life is, right? Anyway, so this um, listener keeps saying, uh, if she simply wanted to express her gratitude to this teacher, then boom, she did that. And the lack of any response is inconsequential. But if she's feeling super disappointed, then her intention was probably more than just saying, thank you. Maybe she was hoping for some kind of acknowledgement and sense of connection, which again, not knowing what's going on in the teacher's world after all these years, an expectation like that can be a setup. So really she's not being disappointed and hurt by the teacher. She's being disappointed and hurt by her own expectations, which is great news because while we can't always control other people's behavior, we can definitely modify our expectations. Beautiful, beautifully put. Based on the story with the teacher and the other comments about feeling hurt when friend requests aren't accepted, sounds like this listener is looking for a greater sense of connection and affirmation, which of course we all want. It's fucking human. Getting to the base level need that's informing a desire or an expectation can maybe help in figuring out how to satisfy that need in other ways. Feeling disappointing and un- feeling disappointed and unacknowledged sucks a hundred percent. Um, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. There we go. Thank you for your insight. And um, yeah, I mean, I felt that this week, like I went through my Twitter direct messages and was just deleting a bunch of stuff. Um, I mean, I was deleting all my direct messages. I mean, there's really nothing juicy in there, but it's like I um, sometimes will DM people to get their like home address. So I, like, let me mail you a copy of my book so you can tweet about it or let me, you know, a lot of like... Um, stuff like that is done that way. Like I have some famous people in my Twitter life and I know that if my agent reaches out to their agent to get somewhere to send something, it's never going to get to them. But I know them well enough that I'm like, Hey, can I just send you something? Um, so I wanted to clean up everything in my DMS just in case my, um, you know, Russia comes after me more. It's not really Russia, but you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I don't want like, Hey, I doxed Jen and here's all these addresses. So anyway, on some of the messages I was deleting, some of them were just like friends, like comedy people. And it would say, you can no longer send direct messages to this person. And I would look and they're not following me anymore. I'm like, well, I get it. I some people do unfollow me because I'm quite controversial, but it hurt my feelings. I was like, oh, because I, I mean, I've, I unfollowed everyone I know on Instagram. I don't know if I, I think I've told you guys this, but it's, it's, it's always a good reminder. Um, and so maybe people like that don't know my reason for it. Cause I did tell my close friends, but I couldn't like call everyone I fucking know. Um, maybe they don't know why and they noticed it. And although it's hard to notice, no, no, I guess you can notice that Instagram. Anyway, maybe they were hurt, but there was a reason for it. Of course I go to, when I see someone doesn't follow me, I go to my worst thoughts about myself. And I'm like, well, they obviously have those same thoughts about me. And then therefore the thoughts are true and I'm terrible. And that's why they don't follow me. And I'm lucky anyone does because I'm inherently a bad person who's not entertaining, who's just a lightning rod. And, um, I have no talent and therefore will never succeed at, uh, the dreams I've put forth. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what we can do to ourselves. But, um, I decided that like, I want, I do love social media and I do love, um, pretty things. So last year I unfollowed everyone I know off Instagram because I really, I would rather hear people's thoughts and opinions. So I follow them on Twitter, my friends and my acquaintances and people in my community. I really don't want to see pictures of their lives. I like, don't care. Um, and if I do care, then you're my friend. And when we're having a glass of wine, you'll show me some pictures in your phone. I wanted to use Instagram like more to curate a lookbook of things I like looking at. And it's also just a, a good way to know, you know, I've got my news feeds on Twitter that I go to and I check the news and then Instagram is like, it's just for looking at pretty things. So I just follow interior designers and fashion designers. So if I'm just scrolling randomly, I know I'm going to see a pretty picture. 
and then I save them into different collections, which only I can see. And I don't think it's on purpose. I mean, you're welcome to look at them. I just don't, I think it's only set up so, so that the Instagram account holder can see it. But, and then I'm on Pinterest, which is my new favorite thing. And I got an account a long time ago and I was just, I was like, oh, this, you know, I'm only going to use it for fashion or whatever, but I have a bunch of different boards on there that I update every day and I love it. And it takes two seconds. So I have like my life in comedy, um, like cool pictures from touring. I have my travels. So, and then it's set up into sections. So it's like France, New Zealand, all over America, you know, and then I have, um, my personal style. So it's like a picture of me and outfits, you know, and, but then I have like vintage. So it's just sort of like vintage photos, whether it's like a photo of an object or an outfit. Um, but those are things I find on Pinterest. And then I have like fashion inspo again, things I find on Pinterest and I put in a collection. And so you can look at that and it's, you can get a lot of joy at interior decoration. So follow me on Pinterest. It's a real, if you're on there, it's a real relaxing, fun time. And I am Ms. Jen Kirkman there. M-S-J-E-N Kirkman. Ms. Jen Kirkman on Pinterest. Come find me. Um, it really brings me joy. And I like that there's no comments, but I can see when somebody has saved something that I posted. You know, they're like, oh, blah, blah, added that to their board. It's just like a nice, quiet, like, I see you. I like that post. You know, it's just, it's just lovely is all that it is. It's just fucking lovely. Well, I hope our friend out there who was wanting to know what was going on with the yoga teacher uh, got some good perspective. And um, if you ever hear from the yoga teacher, give us a shout. You know, one thing that I thought, this woman, Sarah, that just offered all that advice, I thought she was going to say something, but she didn't. What I was thinking is, what if the yoga teacher is like, completely went off the rails and is like not even like living that way anymore, which I'm sure you're able to tell from her profile if she is. Um, Oh my God, the funniest thing. It's so funny. I'm yawning. Um, my dance teacher from college is awesome. Her name's Marlena. She was in the original production of hair on Broadway. She, um, like is really good friends with Bob Dylan. Like she was all up in the like village in the sixties. She's like, Bobby comes to town and she's great. She's, we, I minored in Fosse dancing. Um, so those when people ask me for career advice, I'm like, I minored in Fosse dancing. I don't know. Um, she's amazing. And she was like kind of my friend in college. I mean, as much as you can be friends with a professor, but I would go to her house for dinner and her son, Anthony was my age and also in comedy, but we, he and I were like friendly, but he was like, Oh, Hey Jen. I'm like, yep. Hanging out with your mom. Like he would just go off and do his thing. Like, and now Anthony is the star of the president show on comedy central. And he's so brilliant at it. I'm so sick of this, like concentration on Alec Baldwin. He doesn't even do that good in impression. I, I mean, it's like the classic, like, um, oh God, what's the word I'm talking about? We're not like literally trying to do like an impression so that you can win an Oscar. Like, you know, it's, it's an interpretation. Like we get who you're being and it's very funny. Like, of course it's funny, but I think Anthony's is just way more in depth and darker. It's just so much better. Anyway, so I'm out to lunch with my friend Liz, who lives in New York. She's my college roommate. We're like very close and very similar people. It's not one of those things where I randomly got assigned this college roommate. And just because we went to college together, that's our bond. It's like, it was like long lost friend. Where have you been all my life? Like we share a brain. Like, oh my God. You know, one of those few friends you can have like that. So, um... What was my point? Uh, Oh, so Liz and I were having lunch and we were reminiscing about some of the boys we had crushes on in college and looking at pictures of them now. It is unbelievable how different people are. There There was this guy 
I'm not kidding. I think I have I talked about this because this isn't even the point of this story. It's just an example. There's this guy, I won't say his name because I'm sure he's a perfectly lovely person. He was a year younger than me. He was the spitting image of Kurt Cobain. Insane. Now, when you go back, like they have a different nose, but, and he was very tall and Kurt Cobain was not tall. But other than that, it wasn't just a kid in college who bleached his hair. It was like, it, he just embodied him and he was, he just looked a lot like him, like similar eyes was very scrawny and of course like dressed like him. And I think he wanted to look like him. I'm not hundred percent positive. Like I do remember, cause I used to work at the library. So it was like grand central and like, you know, people would come in and you talk to them. And, and I think I remember him telling me he didn't like Nirvana, but wouldn't you totally say that if you looked like Kurt Cobain and were trying to like continue the look, like, wouldn't you lie and be like, Oh, I don't even like them so that you could not see, imagine if you liked them and then also were trying to look like him and you'd be like a dork. So this way it was like safer. Anyway, I remember one time I was leaving work at the library and he was sitting outside smoking a cigarette and these girls walked by cause he was sitting there like hunched over and they went, Oh my God. Oh my God. They like gasped and he looked up and they were like, oh, oh, uh, sorry. He's like, happens all the time. And I was dying laughing. Like I'd heard multiple times over the years, people gasp when they saw him. Okay. So I was like, I wonder what ever happened to that kid. Like we weren't even really friends or anything. Um, we just ran into each other. I think like anyone does when you work at the library, you kind of see the same people and I think we had some mutual friends. Like, oh, I think I saw him at a rock club once at a show. Um, and I was like, what would he looks like now? And I saw him on Facebook and I was like, this cannot, this can't be. And it's him because it's like all our same friends. And then the pictures of him are from college. And I'm like, yep, there's that. Oh my God. So he's... Got short hair now, it's brown, glasses. He's like a little bit of a chubba bubba. And he's just got that guy, big potato head, like kind of a red face. Like all the pictures are like cargo shorts, like I'm fishing. I'm like, what? It's so, so imagine again, I always see this to you young girls, whoever you're like, well, I wasn't in, I didn't have a crush on him. I found him, I didn't. I didn't uh, think he had anything to say. He wasn't, uh, I didn't find him that interesting. But, but I'm just saying, like, girls, if you, he, and, I, and I, my crush was never Kurt Cobain. I feel like I vibed that he's not an emotionally available person. And I think, but also, like, I just thought, I think he's such a, I think he's a fashion icon and, and, and a beautiful face. But I loved Courtney so much too. It was like out of respect, I didn't even have a crush on him. I just didn't think about him that way. I just loved him. I just like wanted to be his friend. But anyway, what I was saying is, girls, you never know how someone's going to end up. Not that like we get less attractive as we get older. You gain a few pounds. That's fine. But like sometimes people's looks can be like a complete 180 and you're like, oh. Um, so anyway, there was this guy, uh, well, I won't say his name, but my friend Liz and I always had dumb nicknames for people. My favorite is there was a guy whose last name was Kalichi. And like, ironically, his code name was Codename Kalichi, which is not much of a code name because we're saying his last name. But anyway, I couldn't remember the name of this guy. Well, I'll just say his name. Um, he used to wander into my dance class late, 10 minutes in my memory's eye, he was in like white linens and he was very like Italian. Like I'm, I took a gondola from Venice to get to class and that's why I'm late. I came all the way from Europe. Like, you know, he just had that vibe and just, he had just like long feathery hair and like kind of a prominent nose, like a really nice like nose, like a bump, but like a night, you know, like a bigger nose that's nice with like a big bone in it. And he would like come in and the teacher would be like, 
David. And he'd be like, morning's not my time. And everyone would laugh and he would just like flop around. And I would be like, oh my God. Now, I don't know why I never talked to him. And I don't remember ever talking to him. And maybe he was a couple years older than me. And I thought, I don't know. I was very insecure and shy. And, um, or maybe I had a boyfriend and I just had a crush on this guy. I don't remember. But I couldn't remember his last name. And I knew we had a stupid nickname for him. And my friend Liz and I were sitting at lunch like, like, she didn't take the dance class with me. I did. And then told her every day, like, Oh my God, he came in late again and said the same thing. Morning's not my time. And then just like fell asleep on the floor. And she's like, he's amazing. And then she would tell me stories. Well, I saw him in my history class and he did this and he was just like an enigma to us. So I was like, what was our nickname for him? And we were both like, Oh my God, we're having an Alzheimer's moment. Like we said this nickname for him all the time. What is his fucking name? We couldn't remember. It was making us insane. And so I was like, well, I'm Twitter friends with that teacher. Like we DM all the time. And so I wrote her and she's like, Jen, if you get the answer to this, like you'll change my life. So I wrote her and I'm like, who was that guy? I think his first name was David. I'm not sure he would roll into class. You know, everything I just told you. And I'm like, I think this was 1992. And she's like, literally 10 minutes later. I don't know how she did this so fast. And honestly, I don't even know. I mean, she's retired now. She's got some time. But she's like, oh, I just went through my old books. And it was actually 1995. I'm like, 1995? Oh, my God. I can't even get any, like, in my mind, it was a totally different year. And I was a totally different age and whatever. She's like, his last name's Labrizzi. I'm like, Labrizzi, that's what it was. My friend Liz and I used to call him Labrizzi in the Sheets. That was his nickname. It's so stupid. So then we looked him up. He looks sort of the same, but he's like very conservative. Not conservative like I'm voting for, um, you know, Newt Gingrich. I just mean like a conservative look, like a haircut, a collared shirt. He looks like he gets up in the morning. It's just so funny. Um, Anyway. What a story. Jen... I don't know how every week you manage to tell half-assed boring stories, but you are the master. Um, I would love to introduce our new sponsor, Mod Cloth. Guys, I have been a fan of Mod Cloth for a long time, um, but let me get you all up in their business. Okay, so Mod Cloth, go to modcloth.com, M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H dot com. Um, and here's what's going to happen. Hang on one sec. I'm going to sign into my account right now because I want to look. I want to tell you exactly what I got. Just because. Oh yeah, here it is. Perfect. Um, what is Mod Cloth? Well, I will tell you. It is a fun, friendly spot for style that's as expressive and unique as you. So let's let's cut to the chase. It's an online clothing company, but they have everything: dresses, tops, bottoms, shoes, swimwear, accessories, home, wedding. It's amazing. It's beautiful clothes and it's so well priced. Like people ask me, where do you get your stuff? Like you've seen some of it from Mod Cloth. So here's the deal. Their mission is to serve and celebrate the community, inspire individual style, and empower women to be the best version of themselves. Their signature line of apparel is offered in a full range from trip, uh, XXS to 4X, okay? So there's something for every body, literally. So summer's on the horizon. Pack your bags, hit the road in their newest collection. Get lost in breezy silhouettes and desert prints infused with a sense of adventure. You can discover every dress under the sun where it's a, uh, it's a chic shift dress or a must-have maxi. Don't forget the swimsuit. And wedding season is here. So you can find everything you need in the Mod Cloth Bridal Boutique, whether you're a bride, a bridesmaid, or the very best dressed guest. Um, you can get free sizing and styling help from the team of Mod Stylists. So here's what I got from Mod Cloth, and it's freaking awesome. And by the way, the shipping was easy. Everything came beautifully. It was really easy to order. Um, this is my favorite thing, and I actually am going to be wearing it on the plane this week. It's a, um, it's called Taken by Texture, an A-line dress in black chevron. 
And so it's just wonderful. It has all this beautiful texture and it goes right above the knee. It's very slimming and it has sort of a little band in the front, like right under the boobs, but it's not empire waist. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I also got like a long flowing kind of silky maxi dress, kind of one of those things you could throw some like combat boots with it and make it look super cashy, or you could, you know, put a little high heel with it and, you know, but my favorite, it's called a smack parlor zest by request, a line dress in Navy small. So it's an a line dress. It's blue and it has like attached sleeves and like a, a pussy bow as they call it. So the dress is blue, but the sleeves and the bow are black and white. And it looks like you're wearing a silk blouse under it, but it's, it's not, it's all one thing. It's so cute. It's super sophisticated. It also kind of looks like I'm a secretary from the sixties. So some of their clothes, you can, you can go to, there's a certain section where things look kind of vintagey and you can get like something that looks vintage. But what I love about it is there is so much clothing on this website. You will buy things that nobody has ever seen anyone else in, if that makes sense. Like whenever I wear something from there, people are like, oh, you must've gotten that in Europe. Or is that vintage? Or is that one of a kind? Like it's just that kind of store. It's really, really special. So Here's the uh, excitement that's going to happen to you guys. Go to modcloth.com, M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H.com, enter code FUN at checkout, and you're going to get 15% off of your purchase if you purchase $100 or more. Now, this expires on April 21st, so do not wait. Again, for 15% off of your purchase of $100 or more, go to modcloth.com and enter code FUN at checkout. I really love it, and uh, I'm going to be going back and getting more stuff because I have to go to a wedding this summer, so I will be buying my wedding dress, well, guest. (laughs) I'm going to buy a wedding dress to show up the bride. Let's be honest. Isn't that everyone's dream? Um, No. If I did something like that, I'd be a kookerson. And honestly, I always feel bad for the bride. I'm like, they're always in the most uncomfortable outfit of all time, like, I hate when people go, I don't understand what the strapless deal is. Like, why is that comfortable for anyone? Um, anyway, talk space, guys and guys, get your brains in order, okay? <coughs> I would say people work on their beach body this time of year. And I would say over the holidays, you got to work on your uh, holiday brain. But what if you were working on your beach body right now and you're like, also, I want to have super fucking mental health. You know what I mean? I think it's time. Get that brain. You made, you've had it on your to-do list for months. I know you. You did your little New Year's resolution. I'm going to look into therapy this year. And you didn't do it yet. Don't beat yourself up. You can start anytime. How about now? Okay? We all need to take a little bit of better care of ourselves. Our mental health is no exception. And here's the awesome thing about Talkspace. Nobody has to know that you're going to therapy. You don't have to pick up your purse and leave your cubicle and be like, I have a, um, an appointment. And, and you know, not that therapy should be anything to be ashamed of, but you know, there can be a stigma to it. And sometimes you just don't want people to know your business. And so what better way to keep everything private than to do things online? I mean, not online, like your therapy session is broadcast on Facebook live. That's not what I mean. But it's like, You got your phone in your pocket. You got your computer in your bag. You're taking your therapist with you wherever you go, which is amazing. It's the online therapy company that enables you to improve your mental health from anywhere, anytime. You will get matched with a licensed therapist from over 2,000 choices, and you can message them whenever you need to. So there's no commutes, no judgments, okay? Uh, It's easy. You, you, You can talk about... I don't know, just getting something off your chest, or you can talk about the everyday challenges of work or home and chat about life. There is no extra commute, no leaving the office, no judgments. Therapy is not just about venting your innermost thoughts. It's not always these deep childhood memories. It's a practical everyday strategy for stress management and living a happier life. And having a therapist just kind of provides you like a designated person for you to talk to, but a person who is trained to listen and can actually help you make these changes. So again, Talkspace has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges we face. You get to pick your therapist. To match with them, 
It is a fraction of the cost of traditional therapy. Go to Talkspace.com slash Jen, J-E-N. You can just go to that website right now and read along and use code Jen to get $45 off your first month. That's crazy. Talkspace.com. Well, I shouldn't say crazy in a therapy ad. Talkspace.com slash Jen. Use code Jen to get $45 off of your first month. Talkspace, it's therapy for how we live today. And I literally... I literally, I just packed, um, I'm getting on a plane tomorrow, going back to LA and I threw my RX bar in my purse. Um, even though I'm going to be a fancy pants flying first class this time, the food is never what I need it to be. It's always a little of this. We put some meat in it. Here's some cheese. And I know you can pick the vegan thing and I did, but it's going to be like, here's a pile of onions. Like it's just never what you want. And then I don't want to sit there eating bread and it's just a nightmare. So I packed my RX bar. You know, I try to eat before I leave the house and then an RX bar for the plane. And I'm telling you, I'm full the whole time and that's a long flight. So you're like, all right, well, if you can tell me what an RX bar is, then, you know, that'll help me. All right. It's a whole food protein bar. The bars are made with hundred percent whole ingredients. The company wants to be transparent and upfront, which is why they label the core ingredients, egg whites, dates, and nuts on the front of every package. And then the ingredients on the back of the package are the ingredients that make up the texture and the taste, like 100% real cacao, coconut. It's a, it's beyond being a go-to snack. It checks off a number of nutritional boxes. Um, the people that created it decided that they don't need the fillers, the additives, the chemicals, or the sugar. In 2013, they decided to call BS on protein bars. They could not find a bar out there that wasn't full of artificial ingredients, fillers, and preservatives. So they set out to create a bar with a few simple, clean ingredients where every ingredient serves a purpose. They actually taste good. I have every flavor. I kind of am on a little bit of the more chocolatey kick right now. So whether you like sweet or savory chocolate or fruit flavors, there's an RX bar for you. There's 11 different flavors. They're gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, no added sugar. So here's what you go and do. And you can, look, keep one in your desk, keep one in your purse, keep one in the car. Just have one on you at all time and you'll never be stuck and cranky and like, I didn't eat anything. Don't be that person. So go to RX bar, R is in Robert, X is in X, bar.com slash I seem fun. And that will give you 25% off of your first order. That's rxbar.com slash I seem fun. And I have a real listener email. Guys, if you use any of the products that I advertise on this show, feel free to email me and tell me how much you love them. Um, I seem fun at gmail.com. So our friend Angela here, she says, hi, Jen, my name is Angela and I'm a 20 year old college student. I've been listening to your podcast since high school, by the way. Okay. I feel old. I just wanted to say the RX bar um, offer from this week's episode is great. I've always wanted to try them. And now I finally have a reason to see, there you go. People all over are doing what I say. And I'm telling you, you got no reason not to eat an RX bar and make it a part of your life. So enjoy that rxbar.com slash I seem fun. Everybody, what can I talk to you about this week? But I really just was getting better this week and I didn't really do anything. I don't have any fun stories. I can't, uh, you know, I like my job. That's going well. I'm, I don't really have a exciting thing to tell you about. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, let me think. Oh, it's a beautiful movie, Faces Places. I went, I very rarely go to the movies, um, but I went to the theater in New York. And, oh, it's so wonderful. I highly recommend it. Of course, I forgot my glasses, and of course, it's subtitled, and I was like, eh. But um, it's just wonderful. Look it up, Faces Places. Um, a very famous French filmmaker and a younger artist. She's in her 80s. He's in his 30s. They go around to different villages in France, and they. he's got this amazing... Um, it's like a little ice cream truck almost, but it's a camera, and people get in and they take photos and then they print out these giant large pieces of paper that come out the side of the truck. And then he pastes like that's his art. He pastes, um, 
faces on buildings, but it sounds, I'm making it sound stupid. It's moving and beautiful. And it's about remembering faces and people and it adds such a humanity to everything. And it cheers people up. And it's just a lot about like life and things that pass us by and memories and people. I was just moved. I thought it was beautiful. Of course, somebody annoyed me before the movie started. So the movie calmed me down, but I was like, I hate the person in back of me. So basically it's one of those days. If you live in a a city, a walking city, then you know what I'm talking about. One of those days where I left my place at 10 a.m. and I was going to be out until about 8 p.m. So I'm like a vagabond. I've got like my big bag with, you know, got my everything in it that I need. And um, I lost my battery pack phone charger in London. So I had my cord with a plug and I knew my phone would start to die towards the end of the day. So I was like, anywhere I see a plug, I'll just keep plugging my phone in as I go. And I get to the movie theater and there's a row that only has three seats in it. And the aisle and the middle seat were taken, but the seat by the wall was not. And I sit down and I look and like literally next to me on the ground, but like a foot behind me is an outlet. I'm like, who sees an outlet in a movie theater ever? But the lights are on. It was before the credits. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to plug in my phone. So then they're like, everyone turn your phones off. So I turned my phone off, but then I, I plugged the cord into the phone and I was about to plug it into the wall when they turned the lights out and it was so pitch dark. I couldn't see. And I didn't, I don't know about you, but I didn't feel like feeling around with my fingers for a wall socket, you know? And so I was like, well, I'm not going to be on my, so I turned my phone back on just so I could use the light. And I had it like down, down, down on the ground. And I turned it on just a little, like, literally, if you were the person sitting behind me, you wouldn't see anything. And again, it was ads for the actual movie theater we're sitting in. Like, here's what's coming up. And I could see the woman look down because she saw my bright phone. And I said, I'm, I'm turning it off. I just need to use the light because I'm plugging it in during the movie, but I'm keeping it off. She goes, yes, please do keep it off. Like, don't. Yeah, I know. I was going to keep it off. Don't, yes, you can go, the normal answer to that is, oh, no worries. Like, yeah, I didn't think you were going to sit there texting in the weirdest position ever. Like, I'd be like, oh yeah, don't worry about it. Do you need any help? Like, do you want me to plug it in? She goes, yeah, please do. Yeah, I hate that kind of shaming. You're like, I just told you I was keeping it off though. Yeah, please do. Oh, I hate her. Then the guy next to me, like, then, okay. Then I had to pee so bad. The movie's over. The credits are rolling. Again, like, look, is it fun to watch all the credits sometimes because some fun thing might happen after they're over? Sure. These credits were all in French. The guy next to me, he ain't Pepe Le Pew. He ain't French. He's looking at the credits. Mm. He's just doing that. He was pretentious all throughout the movie. And I stood up and he was like, we're not leaving. I'm like, all right, calm the fuck down. I'm just putting my coat on. You ever try to put a coat on while you're sitting? I can do that if you want. And I'll smack you upside the head. Listen, I want to enjoy a good smarty pants film, but I don't want to enjoy it with the people that go to those fucking films. And I'm a snob. Oh, I judge you all day long in my head. I don't think anyone's smart, but I ain't going to act like it out loud. Yes, please do. Mm, I'm not getting up. You know, you assholes give smart people a bad name. All right. Okay. What can I end? I want to read you this article, but I kind of want to save it for... No, it's fun and it's on my mind right now. Why am I stifling myself? Um, I was reading Harper's Bazaar magazine, my favorite magazine. And my favorite section is... It's called like 24 hours or something like that. It's, I'm, it's so my favorite section that I have to uh, forget the name of it. Everybody, everybody. Okay. Well, I thought I marked the page, but I didn't. And I think I thought, I won't mark the page. But, you know, as I prepare for the podcast, I'll just get the page in advance. Well, I'm not doing that, am I? So this week's or this month's 
24 hours. It's basically someone's like, at 9 a.m. I do this, then 10 a.m. I do this. I'm like obsessed with that. I just love schedules. I love like knowing what people do. So this is Oprah's life and it's fucking awesome. And what I like about it is, you know, when people are like, I hate rich people, I hate this. It's like, yeah, but if you were rich, you'd be fucking psyched. And don't tell me that you would live in a studio apartment and have one fork. Like you'd have some creature comforts. And I think Oprah does a lot for people. I think she's probably pretty financially generous. Um, but sometimes you're just so fucking rich. You can like save the world and have a private chef in your bathroom, you know? And, uh, I make no bones about it. My fear of death is so profound that every moment of my life is about soothing and comforting myself. Like literally, it's like when you really think about it, it's like, why do you have a Pinterest board? Why do you look at Instagram? I don't know. I'm soothing myself. Like, cause I haven't been given the information of the time and hour and how I'm going to die and all that scares me. And so I just like to be comfortable at all times. <laughs> and so if I could be so rich, like it doesn't make you happy. Of course not. But the more comfortable I am, the happier I am. And then of course I challenge myself and I travel and I try to learn new things and I stay, you know, abreast of what's going on and I'm not in a bubble, but I'm just going to, before everyone gets all mad, uh, I think this is fucking awesome. Oh, you do? You think it's awesome? You corporate liberal neo Talk to me when you're 44 and in early menopause, kids. You'll want to be comfortable as possible. Okay, this is Oprah's life. Why would she ever want to be the fucking president? Why would she ever leave the life she has? Especially since she's older. It's like, let's just get comfortable, girl. All right. 7, 10 a.m. Every day that I can, wake up surrounded by nature in my own home in Montecito, California is a perfect one. I call it the promised land because it feels like a spiritual gift from all the forces of life. It makes me think of the Wizard of Oz when Dorothy is asked what she's learned and she replies, I won't look any further than my own backyard. This morning when I hit the blackout shades, yes, that's living, just after seven, and hit the shades. You know they are automatic people. Oh, amazing. The light was casting its golden glow over the green lawn, the clouds and ocean in the distance. I watched three geese fly over the backyard. Oh, I read this as she put the blackout shades down when she woke up, but she's saying they went up. I haven't even had a sip of coffee, but it's already the perfect day. 8 a.m. First thing in the morning, I brush my teeth and take the dogs out. There are five of them. That's my worst nightmare. I don't care about the whole dog walking thing. And everybody's ready to get out, but I make them wait while I brush my teeth. After I walk the dogs, I make my favorite espresso. I mix caffeinated and decaffeinated espresso with milk and a little hazelnut. As I wait for the brew to froth, I pull out a card from my 365 Gathered Truths box. I read five of them each morning. It's a beautiful way to start the day. 8.30 8.30 a.m., I have a series of spiritual exercises that I do every day. After reading Gathered Truths, I check out Bowl of Saki on my phone. It's delivered to my inbox every morning. It contains the teachings of the Sufis, a Middle Eastern sect that believes all paths lead to God and that all religions are one, pointing to the same North Star. I love the Sufi religion. Oh, wait, no, maybe I... Oh, no, I'm thinking of... Um, sorry, I'm thinking of something else. Then I meditate. This morning, I observed 20 minutes of silence sitting in my breakfast chair. If it were warmer, I would go outside. My house is surrounded by more than 3,000 trees. It feels like I live in a park. When I want to meditate, I can go to a special rock that's carved into the shape of a seat. Or I can sit underneath the 12 live oak trees that I call the apostles. It's my favorite place on earth. 9 a.m. She's already had a better two hours than your whole life. Do you realize that? After my meditation, I work out for an hour. I do, this is my favorite part and I'm not making fun. I'm literally like, you deserve this Oprah. And also why do you want to be president? I do resistance flexibility, a low impact strength training program that involves two, sometimes three people pushing against you as you push against them. I have stretchers come to my house to help me do that. I love this. (coughs) It's so indulgent. After that, I go for a run. This morning I did the, who wants to run after they stretch like that? I guess that's the point of stretching. This morning I did 30 minutes on the treadmill and then a giant loop around my home. 
I live on 65 acres, so I can jog for a solid two miles without leaving my property. Boom, bitch. 10.30 a.m. Today I had a little trunk show in my living room. You know how we do. Um, Brunello Cuccinelli came up from Los Angeles, and I chose everything that I wanted from their spring line. Yes! If it were Thursday, I'd be in the garden after my workout. That's harvest day when we cut the herbs, pick the fruit, dig up the potatoes. It usually takes 40 minutes to an hour. I'm not a big garden dirt thing person, but you know what? I probably would do that. I, I could get into that if I had it. Um, I just remember as a kid, we had a garden. And it was always my least favorite part of anything. I'm like, you don't want to pick this. <laughs> I'm a real city girl. 20, uh, 12.30... We, Winfrey and her longtime partner, Stedman, always try to eat lunch in the garden. No mention of Stedman until then. I wonder if they have their own bedrooms, as they should. We have a rule. If we cannot find it in our garden, then we cannot eat it. Today was an exception. We had fabulous crab cakes flown in from Papa's in Baltimore. They flew in the crab cakes. Now, I feel like that's not environmentally great, but again. One of my daughters a former student of her Leadership Academy for Girls in South Africa. I love that she calls it her daughter, who's going to school in Colorado and I was visiting. She's the first one of my girls to land here for Thanksgiving week, and she had never had a crab cake in her life, so it was a big deal. Um, I love lunch. It's my favorite meal. Lunch is my least favorite meal. Just in case anyone wants to know what Jen thinks. If Stedman isn't here, I will invite others over, all the people I'm interested in talking to or meeting. Uh, I do cook, but... Not if it's more than four people. I start to get confused about how much stuff to put in. Sometimes I'll have a glass of rosé with lunch. Sometimes. I bet you do that every day, girl. My favorite is Promise the Joy Rosé. It's from Napa Valley. I like my wine very chilled. So when it goes into the glass, you see the humidity on the outside. Wine, if it's too warm, is the only thing I ever send back at a restaurant. 1.30 p.m. I try to take care of any business in the early afternoon. So the rest of the day is mine. Wire transfers, checks. Everyone, email me your checking account number, and I will read them all in a future episode. And if Oprah's listening, maybe she'll wire you some money. I personally sign all checks over a hundred grand. What check is that? What check is a hundred grand just straight up? I'd like to know. Having grown up poor, I can never completely turn over all of my money matters to anyone else. It's important for me to know how much the electricity bill is, to know what's coming in and what's going out. I never want to be one of those people who delegates that task to someone else and then one day is surprised to find out how much money they do or don't have. During the week, I also check in daily with Gail about the magazine, with my office in LA, and with Mindy Grossman, the president and CEO of Weight Watchers. I go down the line of all the business stuff I need to take care of and usually get it done completely within two hours. How'd she do that? I can't even get my own fucking life together in two hours a day. In the late afternoon, I'll do some form of exercise. Today, I met the girls for a run. Then I head to my tea house, her tea house, just as the sun is setting. The tea house is where I read. You know what I've been doing lately that brings me such exquisite joy? Reading poetry. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. I'm currently making my way through The Way Under the Way by my friend Mark Nepo. I find it very calming. 6 p.m. We have dinner at 6, and then it's time for another dog walk. If Stedman or the girls are here, I'll eat a proper meal. But if I'm alone, I may just have a protein shake or a bowl of soup. My perfect evening involves sitting around the fire with family, reading a novel, and drinking herbal tea. I generally prefer reading a novel to watching a movie. Sorry, I'm just tired. I can go for a I'm getting relaxed reading her life. I can go for weeks without turning on the TV, which is not to say I don't love a good movie. In fact, I've just worked my way through a stack of 20 DVDs for the Oscar nominations. A lot of my girls are from out of the country, so I want to make sure they're familiar with many of the classics. Um, Blah, 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 blah. I can't, oh, because she's promoting a wrinkle in time. I can't wait for everyone to see it. Blah, 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 blah. Then the director's great. Everyone's great. Um, 9.30 p.m. In the evening, I have a bath. Before bed, it's a ritual. Oops, we got a little drought in California. Maybe not too many baths. I'm a bathing professional. I have different bubble baths, salts, beads, and oils. I was in Provence a couple of summers ago, and I got this pure lavender oil. I spent a lot of time creating homes that feel like nurturing spiritual shelters for me. 
Homes, plural. I also have a ranch in Maui, but I don't love any place as much as this one. The land, the trees, and the sky fortify me. I feel very connected in a way that I never do when I'm in a city surrounded by buildings. I recently traveled to Milwaukee, where I grew up, and I kept saying to myself, was it always this gray? Well, I never noticed because I was, I was always going to work. I left before daybreak, and then it was dark when I got home 14 hours later. I never paid attention to the sky. Yeah, that is nice. For me, now a perfect day is not just one thing. It's a series of small things. It's the crisp air on your face when you open the door in the morning. This, that, okay, blah, blah, blah. I know what people will say. Well, Oprah, if I were you, I'd have the perfect day too. But I've earned it. I've earned the ability to pay attention to every aspect and detail of the day. I have a great appreciation for the little things that add up to that big thing called a meaningful life. Yes, Oprah. You deserve it. What a rich bitch. I don't have time to have three houses and one in Montecito or a boyfriend named Stedman because I'm busy taking care of my family. That's great, live, laugh, love, lady. But you haven't earned it. Until next week, have fun. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.